You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Wednesday, December 11th. Oh, baby, big Wednesday edition. And I do mean big. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We're jam-packed today. Loaded from top to bottom, so much to get through. Of course, only 60 minutes to do so. So let's dive right in, shall we? The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. The Daily Poll question, it's up, people. It's there for you if you want it. And in case you're just getting rolling on this Wednesday morning, right, just getting your bearings, just getting out of bed, maybe just getting in the car, you got your coffee, you got this, you got that. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Maybe you read it on Twitter. Maybe it felt like a dream when you first did. Well, let me be the first to tell you, it's not, it's not, it's no dream. No, it's reality. After all, if it were a dream, would I be here, right? Like, would I be part of your dream? Probably not. No, it's real, baby. And it's spectacular. Brian, hit my music! Oh, yes! It's true! Let me be the very first to welcome him. He hails from Southern California. He played his high school ball at Orange Lutheran High School. Then went on to pitch at UCLA. Over his seven-year Major League Baseball career, been a bit of a nomad. Started in Pittsburgh, then to Houston, but now... Now he's home. Please put your hands together for the newest member of your New York Yankees. Of my New York Yankees. Mr. Garrett Cole, come on down. Got him. Got him. You wanted him. I wanted him. Brian Cashman wanted him. Steinbrenner wanted him. Who knows? Maybe, I don't know how it works, really. Somewhere in the universe or beyond, George Steinbrenner wanted him. The insiders said the Yankees would get him. The outsiders said the Yankees would get him. Pony Boy, I heard a report. He said Soda Pop also was big on uh, the Yankees getting Garrett Cole. And it is the New York Yankees. The Yankees are once again the Yankees. Yeah! Fire it up, Ryan! Oh! The fully operational Death Star is back, baby! Nine years! 324. We'll get to that later. Don't worry, man. You knew it was going to be expensive, right? You can't go to the finest restaurant in town, and then when the bill comes in, what? Well, I didn't expect this. I thought it was uh, two for one night. No. You, you, you want the best? You pay for the best. Oh my goodness! What a what a Wednesday morning! I am fire. Hit the music again. Fire it! Don't stop! I'm not stopping. We're gonna play for nine years. We're gonna get our money's worth. Well, look, this was the deal the Yankees had to get done. You wanted it, I wanted it, and they set out to get it done, and they got it done. We're going to hear from Jeff Passan. We'll hear from Tim Kirkshin. We'll get into all the angles. But let's first just say the big takeaway is we 
deserve this. Yes, we absolutely think about. All right, Brian, maybe bring the music down because this is going to be depressing here. Think about what you are dealing with. If you are a sports fan that roots for the teams around here, you don't root for all of them, right? Like, even if you have a team that's like me, I root for the Dolphins, they stink, but they're not from around here. But think about if you are just simply a fan of the teams around this locale, New York is the capital of the known universe. It's the financial center of the world. It's the media capital of the world, be it fashion or culture, whatever it is. This is the place to be. And yet, what are we stuck with? Look around. Look around. We have, I don't mean to pick on him first, Pat Shermer. Or we have Adam Gase. Or we had David Fisdale. Or we still have Steve Mills. We still have Steve Mills, right? Yeah, we still have. Or we had Todd Bowles. Or we had Ben McAdoo. Or we had Phil Jackson. Or we got Brody Van Wagenen. Or we're dealing with a Giants team that stinks. A Giants team that has not won a game since September. Christmas is in a week and a half. And they haven't won a game since September. Or the Jets who are a disaster in about every single way possible. Or the Knicks who basically never win. They never win. They're now, what are they now, 4 and 20? 4 and 20. The number 420 usually signifies something else. And, and, and when you watch the Knicks, you feel like doing that something else. I mean, you have one baseball team that's in the playoffs every, basically every year. And they just went out and added the best player available. And then you have another one whose fan base is so beaten down, so downtrodden, that they're looking forward to the possibility of someone else running their team, which might not even happen until 2025. A team that should be about win now, and yet at the baseball winter meetings, this team's making a deal. That team's making a deal. This team's looking to land this guy. That team's looking to land him. Signings, trades. The biggest news the Mets have had this week is that their GM does not own sweatpants. And then you have this one shining star amid the garbage pile after garbage pile. This city on a hill, if you will. The New York Yankees, the greatest franchise in the history of American sports. And let's be honest, it's not even close. With all due respect to the 1980s Atlanta Braves or the Dallas Cowboys who like to pretend that they are, the Yankees are America's team, the national pastime and the best franchise. Do they win every year? No, they do not. Nobody does. But do they operate properly? Can you have some faith that they're actually going to do the right thing? Can you look at the decisions they make and say, you know what? Maybe I'm not in agreement on this, but you know what? They got a pretty good track record. So maybe I'm going to have a little faith that they know what they're doing. They have people in place that actually know what they're doing. They're a franchise 
that's not had a losing season since 1992. Now, we don't judge them or any team by not having a losing season. But at least they've, they've, they've earned some credit. They've, they've, they've worked up some, something in reserve to have a little faith that they know what they're doing. So we deserve to have this one thing. And think about the amount of time, articles, shows, callers, that we spend complaining about Brian Cashman. If you think about the the time that this station started in 2001 until now, if you did a a thought cloud of the amount of the, the negative comments directed towards any single person, there's probably nobody in that entire time who ha- would have a bigger, more prominent place in the thought cloud than Brian Cashman. Now, is he perfect? No. But think about complaining about that guy when you have all these other people that we've listed just right now or in the recent past to direct your disdain at. You have more people than you might even have disdain. The Yankees went out and landed the guy that we all wanted. Let's start there. The Yankees have missed out on other guys, and the question I had, the question I think a lot of people had, was would the Yankees be willing to pay the price necessary to land the guy? They came out, there was that report by Bob Klappish about what the initial offer was. It was a strong initial offer, seven years to, what was it, 245? or 246, or something along those lines. And it looked good up until the moment that Steven Strasburg signed his deal, and you knew, well, you know what? You're going to have to go more. You're going to have to either go beyond $300 million. You're going to have to go maybe eight years. Turns out they went nine years. You're going to have to up the game. And would the Yankees be with a very analytical approach, right? They set a price on a guy. That's what they're willing to pay. They're not willing to pay a penny more. Well, they went out and did what was necessary to land the guy. They've missed out on other guys. We've talked about Verlander or Corbin or Cole when he was available in trade. Hell, you could go back to to Max Scherzer a few years ago. And you'd have to say Brian Cashman sometimes has missed with the guys that he did end up landing. But this was the guy to have a damn-the-torpedoes type approach with. 29 years old. Three-time All-Star, runner-up in the Cy Young. This was the guy to go get. Checks all the boxes. I think it was maybe Joel Sherman. I'm not sure who brought it up. This is a guy who checks all the boxes. Everybody, the scouts, the analytics people, the front office, the fans, everybody. Did they overpay? Well, they paid what they needed to get him. That's what it cost. And you're only paying money, which the Yankees, I don't know if you are aware, Have tons of. You're not paying in talent to a trade and then having to sign the guy. We ran through all the guys that they've missed out on and all the guys who are going to be available in the next few years in free agency. None are as good as Garrett Cole. And that factors in the fact you would also have to be waiting for those guys. And think about what this means for the Yankee rotation. I think I was originally going to go with a poll question today. Do the Yankees have the best rotation of baseball? I don't even think – I think we would have been pushing the 90 percentile. I don't even think it would be close. Because now what had been the weakest link in terms of roster building, if your lineup is your lineup and your, and your bullpen, which the Yankees do a great job every single year of compiling a bullpen, 
it's pretty clear that the, the rotation was the weak link, right? You did not have that ace. Now you do. Now you go out and get Garrett Cole. And he slots in as your ace, number one guy, ready to go on opening day. And then behind him, who do you have? Well, you have Luis Severino. He's you know, your number two. Then you have Masahiro Tanaka. And then James Paxson, you'd probably say, is, is your third guy. And in the process, you just took away one of the aces from your main competition. And really, you kind of have to wait. When, you, when, when the, the news settles in, right, and you, you realize it's, it's not a dream. It's true. They got Garrett Cole. They went out and got the guy they had to go get. You have to wonder yourself, who, who really is the Yankees' competition in the American League East? Is it still the Astros? Well, maybe. I mean, the Astros are really, really good. They were the best team last year in the American League. But you just took one of their key pieces away. And there's a report out there, I think it's by Ken Rosenthal, that the Astros are going to start to have to worry about paying all their guys and have floated the idea, internally at least, that Carlos Correa might be one of the guys that they might have to move sooner rather than later. So maybe the Astros are still the competition, mainly because it's kind of hard to figure out who else would be the competition. It's not the Red Sox. The Red Sox at this point kind of have to, with the move the Yankees just made, the Red Sox kind of should be probably thinking to themselves, you know what, this is our time to tear it down. Maybe move some salaries out of here because we're not going to win against that team. We didn't win last year. We're not going to win next year. The Indians, they seem like they're on the verge of kind of reconstructing, if not completely tearing down their team. So who's the competition? The Rays? The Twins? Doesn't seem like uh, there's many uh, real competitors out there, at least in terms of the American League. Make no mistake. We've had plenty of bad days, and I'm sure if you're rooting for teams in this town, you're going to still have plenty of bad days. I think it's, I think I figured out, I think it's 134 days until the NFL draft. So there's going to be plenty of long days anytime a lot of the teams in this town play. If you're a fan of the New York Yankees, this is a very good day. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday. Might be the nicest day of uh, 2019. You're saying to yourself, what, what are you talking about? Is there snowing outside? Is it rain? Was it still raining when you came in, Brian? It seemed like it was rain in the city. It was, not it was snowing a little oh, bit. Oh, it was snowing a little bit. Was yeah. it sticking? Not really. Not really. All right. Well, we'll I see mean, when I get out. Right. Who knows, right? So you might be saying, well, how is it the most beautiful day? Well, it's a beautiful day because in case you're just waking up, the Yankees have landed Garrett Cole, nine years, uh, $324 million, which uh, sounds like a lot of money. (laughs) It is. Uh, By my math, I think it's $36 million a year. So here's some of the particulars. It happened overnight, right? It happened uh, as we most of us, I think, slept. Here is Jeff Passan on SportsCenter on how the Cole deal unfolded. It unfolded quickly and it unfolded expensively, Ravi. The biggest contract in the history of Major League Baseball for a pitcher by nearly $80 million, topping Steven Strasburg's deal that was done just yesterday, $107 million more than the previous high given out to David Price in the past. This is by all senses of the imagination a blockbuster deal and the new york yankees get their man nine years 
$324 million for Garrett Cole, an average of $36 million a year. The Yankees said that they were going to be aggressive, and that proved to be absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true. So there's Jeff Passan on SportsCenter. Tim Kirkchin uh, on the Baseball Tonight. I think this is the Baseball Tonight podcast, but I'm not sure. Tim Kirkchin, the Yankees, beating out two big-time contenders for Cole. They have a team that hit over 300 homers last year, a team with a great bullpen, and now they put Garrett Cole on the top of a rotation that might have Masahiro Tanaka as their fourth starter. Now their rotation is pretty darn good also. So this was the Yankees saying from the beginning, this is the guy we have to have and they locked him up over two great contenders the angels and the dodgers right yeah there were some reports yesterday of mystery teams but no longer a mystery garrett cole is a yankee and look anytime any deal happens any play happens any game happens any move happens there's always going to be a contingent on the other side and at nine years and 324 million dollars i'm sure there will be some that will say well that's just that's just too much money that's too many years. There's gonna, you're really gonna regret those later years. This is gonna be a big mistake. You're investing all this money into this one guy. There's plenty of reasons where you can look at guys who have, especially pitchers that have signed hundred million dollar contracts. This, the Yankees will live to regret this deal. To me, that has to be just simply trolling. That's all it can be. Is there risk? Of course there's risk. There's always risk. There's always, in any move, no move is preordained to work. Even the great Yankees, with all their money, they do not have a crystal ball. You can just make the moves that make the most sense and go out and make them and hope that, that if you make enough of them, They'll eventually lead you to where you want to go. With with the Yankees, there's one destination and only one destination, and that is to win a World Series title. Brian Cashman's biggest weakness, if he has one, and I, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I mentioned it in the open. The amount of criticism this guy gets compared to what his performance is, compared to what the other people in this town is, and their performance is out is is insane. But his biggest weakness, the Yankees' biggest weakness, you'd have to say, is, is starting pitching. He's, he's missed on guys. He hasn't gotten some. He's been Even the guys he has landed have not been the right one. So if you have a weakness, don't go out there and think, you know what, I'm smarter than everybody else. Play at the top of the market, not on the edges. Go get the best guy. No caveats. This is the best guy. That's what they did with CC Sabathia when they, in 2009. That's what they did with Mike Mussina back in the day. And this deal compares a lot more favorably than that with, that with those deals than the ones that yet generally get brought up when people talk about Brian Cashman's misses, Carl Pavano or uh, Keagawa. Again, there is risk, of course. Nine years, three twenty-four. But you know what? This is the time to strike. And I'm not going to much like maybe the Yankees. Uh, in hindsight, it turned out to be the right deal. But when the Patrick Corbin deal came down last year, and it was over that that seventh year. Or the sixth year. I don't remember what he got. Six or seven. It's all well and good to make only the deals that make only all sense. But if, if that's the way you're going to operate, you're not going to make any deals. You have to put something in the middle of the pot. You have to take a risk. Otherwise, you're just going to be standing there on the sidelines and never take your shot. So, look, this is the move to make. It's absolutely the right move. And I think that anybody who is going to bring up today what's going to happen 
nine years down the road, in 2028 or 2029, if that's the area where you're looking to focus on, well, then I think you're just lost. And I think, really, you're just trolling. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN. We'll go to Anthony on the LIE. Anthony, what's going on, my man? Gordon, how you doing? Great show, man. Thanks, man. Hey, listen, I, uh, I've been a Yankee fan of my whole life. I've been listening to you since 01. I want to nip this in the butt. I don't want to hear these other callers calling, oh, the Yankees, the evil empire, this and that. I've been in business 35 years. Okay, I make my trip from Smithtown to the Bronx every year. Every day, rather. You have to invest money to make money. You know what? This investment, they're going to have that money back in two years. Yeah, I mean, it's not about the money. I mean, this money should not and will not, I don't think, prevent the Yankees from uh, going out and making other moves. And really, if you didn't spend the money on Garrett Cole, who are you spending the money on? We've we've touched on the fact that over the next couple of years, free agent pitchers, there's not that guy, and certainly not a guy like Garrett Cole. Absolutely. And you know what? There'll probably be two more blockbuster signings before before spring training. And I love it. Brian Brian Cashman... He's a rocket scientist, man. We got what we want. We're yeah. the best. Well, I don't know if he's a rocket scientist, uh, but uh, no, I mean, he he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a forward-thinking guy. For all the, the criticism about him or or being on analytics, uh, he, look, at the, the, look at the performance. Granted, they have not won since 2009. I get that. But when you go into this year, there, there's one clear-cut team that everybody's going to be picking to win the World Series, and it's his team. Could it go wrong? Of course. Baseball is the great equalizer. You never know what's going it's not a it's not a physical game like football or other sports. It's not a star driven league like the NBA is. Baseball, it's it's always kind of a crapshoot. But in terms of putting yourself in the best position, making the moves in the here and now when your team is on the cusp of something great and have not won since two thousand nine. No, this is absolute I mean there's no real legitimate downside to this one. Uh, Eli in Queens. Eli, go, my man. Hey, how's it going, uh, Gordon? Yeah, three things real quick about about this signing. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner was reported that he went to Brian Cashman and said, listen, you get me Garrett Cole. And tell you the truth, it was a great signing when it comes to uh, two, th- two things. One, now the Astros can't cheat. Now we know their tricks. Now that we get Cole from their, from their team. That's one. And now this is a team that not even Aaron Boone could mess up in the playoffs. Oh, stop it. Aaron Boone's doing just fine. Look, uh, Aaron Boone, two years ago, I didn't think he had the greatest uh, postseason run. It was his first year. He's a rookie manager. But, uh, no, this is this is the obvious move to make. It's the right move to make. The Yankees made the move. And in terms of the poll question, for me today, uh, like, uh, who's the biggest loser in this deal? Well, look, uh, I-, I can understand why you would say the Astros, right? The Astros didn't win this past year, got to the World Series, are trying to win another World Series. And their window of opportunity, I think, will close quicker than other teams because they're never going to have uh, – I don't think they're going to compete with all the young players they have and are eventually going to have to pay. I think eventually they're going to have to kind of uh, rejigger the lineup and rejigger their roster a little bit because they don't have enough money to go around. So losing Garrett Cole for them is a big loss. To me, the biggest loser in this deal – would be the Dodgers. Now, I'm saying that right now in the moment at 5.30 on December 11th. If the Dodgers go out, and you would think that they probably will make a move here or there, uh, maybe they get Anthony Rendon. To me, this was the move for them to make. And you really have to kind of question a team that has that payroll with a window of opportunity right now, 
made the World Series the last couple of years, didn't do so this year. See, maybe they might be, you know, falling back down and, and they win that division every single year. So to me, to have a guy like this where you could go get him, put him in your rotation and strengthen what is already a huge strength and make yourselves the favorite in the National League, to me, they're the biggest loser on this deal. So I would vote Dodgers, but uh, right now the Astros are the ones winning the poll question. You can vote on that on Twitter, at Gordon Day. But let's squeeze in one more here before we uh, get to break. We'll go to Mike in Staten Island. Mike, what's going on, my man? Gordon. Yes. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. There you go. Well, with the Yankees, you never really should be out. They're the one team that you can kind of have some faith in. They know what they're doing. I have faith in them, but I'll tell you, man, this really makes up for the fact that I got three hours of sleep last night hearing this news in the morning. This was the move to make. This was the move that everybody said it was to make, and I'm glad that they did it. I know we're going to welcome all the haters, the Mets fans, all the other haters. The fact is, I don't care how you got to get the championship. This was the move to make. Everyone has millions of dollars and TV deals and so on and so forth. Yankees did all the right moves with the farm system and the little moves here and there that, that were genius. This was the move to spend the money, and I'm glad that they did it. And, you know, what more can you say? No, I mean, and that's what it's about, right? If they go out and win a World Series this year, next year, any year, that's what they have to go do. Uh, and if, if Garrett Cole goes out and wins every single game that he pitches in, but the Yankees don't win a World Series over the length of his kind, he does have an opt-out, I think it's after five years, uh, but... Assuming of what the money is, you have to kind of assume that he is going to be here long term and be here for the life of the contract, much like Giancarlo Stanton. If he goes out and wins every single game and the Yankees don't win a World Series, well, then they'll be criticized for that. So uh, to me, this is an absolute no-brainer. It's just about money. Go, You have more money than you know what to do with. Go spend it on the top of the market and look at what this rotation looks like now. It's it's fantastic. And what was the the, the greatest weakness now, I think you'd have to say is a pretty big strength. I don't know if it's the greatest strength uh, that the Yankees have because the lineup is still great, and that is an area that they're going to still have to tweak a little bit here or there. I think there's going to be moves to make. And it comes on the same day. It's a bit of a bummer that you, you find out that Didi Gregorius is leaving because he's a guy that if you're a Yankee fan, you loved watching, and, and uh, you, you certainly hate losing that lefty bat and losing that flexibility in the middle infield. So who knows? The Yankees, I'm sure, are not done. And there's other moves to make. I'd like to see them bring back Dylan Batances. I think that there's probably uh, another move there or two to uh, make in terms of the bullpen. We'll see. Maybe they go out and get another middle infielder to kind of make up for the loss of Didi. But in terms of being a Yankee fan, these are the days that you dream about. Going out and getting the big-time guy, the guy that was the clear-cut number one target, and the organization identified him that way, and they went out and got it done. There's nothing to complain about today. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, your moment of inspiration for this Wednesday morning. Now you're thinking to yourself, Gordon, you, you've played Goodfellas before. It couldn't have been released again on this date. No, it was not. But as we've uh, made mention before, any chance we get to play Goodfellas clips, we do. And Goodfellas, the reason we played that one, today is the 41st anniversary. Hat tip to my brother-in-law who actually brought this up. Uh, 41st year, 41 years ago, the actual heist at uh, the Lufthansa heist actually took place. And that's, of course, what uh, that scene in the movie, if you've seen Goodfellas. And if you haven't. What is wrong with you? It's 
the greatest movie. I saw somebody comparing, I don't remember who it was, I'd like to publicly shame them, saying that the, the Irishman was better than Goodfellas. No, the Irishman's terrible and Goodfellas is great. There's the difference. All right, it is Wednesday. It is the Gordon Damer Show. We are going to do an abbreviated version because a lot of stuff with the Garrett Cole stuff. So we're going to get back into that 1-800-919-ESPN. But it is Wednesday. It is the third segment. So that means even though it's abbreviated, it's time for headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. And I've already started compiling the year in review and headlines. So we're going to do that at some point. And and I, I think we could probably do an entire show just on Florida Man. Because he, I mean, dear God, that guy's been busy. All right, first headline. Walmart is apologizing for an adult-only Christmas sweater on its Canadian website that appeared to depict Santa snorting cocaine. The shirt says, let it snow, and, and, and Santa apparently has some white lines on a table. It appears to depict Santa. I think, no, I think it's clearly Santa. Well, I mean, how do you think Rudolph got that red nose? You can't go around the world just on Red Bull, people. I mean, there's there's got to be some other things. If you're going to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs is what I'm saying. Of course, idiots on the Internet love this. It gave them something to be outraged about. If your level of outrage is focused on a sweater, and really they should be apologizing for only selling that thing in Canada. Imagine these things will go like hotcakes. This depraved society we have. Um, it gave people on the Internet something to be upset about. One person said, excuse me. I think they meant what, but they spelled it H-W-A-T. Walmart is advertising cocaine on its Christmas sweater. Get a life. Get a life, people. Speaking of getting a life, scientists have created the world's first pig monkey hybrid in China. Ah, I'm sure this will only lead to good things, right? Cross species seems like a fantastic idea. My only question is, why would you go with two animals, one animal that's known for throwing poop, with another animal that has a reputation of living in poop. It seems like a mistake. Extra, extra. And really, if you're going to cross, uh, hi, you know, hybrid animals, I want one of those miniature giraffes. Remember that direct TV commercial they had a few years ago? It had a guy had a miniature giraffe. I would like that. That would be nice. Or a domesticated bear. Or just simply get back to having actual dogs. What have we done with dogs? Have you seen dogs lately? They're basically cats now. We've crossbred those with cats. These little tiny things walking around in the street. Uh, those things look much weirder than a pig monkey. Extra, extra. I think I already hit that once. Luxury hotel guests keep stealing mattresses, according to a survey. Do people who uh, steal these mattresses, do they know what goes on in hotels? Extra, extra. I, would, I don't even want to sleep on them, never mind steal them. How are you stealing a mattress from a hotel? What are you, Ocean's Eleven? Next story. Did I hit that? Extra, extra. Man eats art display that sold for $120,000. So there's his art piece in Florida, which tells you what you need to know. The piece is simply a banana duct taped on a wall. That's it. That was the thing, right? And somebody, I'm fairly certain this is like a Banksy stunt, but anywho, uh, people are up looking at this display. Some rando just kind of walks up and eats the banana. This clearly, A, has to be a prank. They have perfect video of this. Nobody is setting up a camera to look at an art display of a banana duct taped to a wall, unless this has to be a, a stunt. And it's sold for $120, which if the guy wanted a banana, there's a Whole Foods just down the road, and their bananas cost like half that price. So that was a mistake on his part. All right, this week in Florida, man. 
Oh, Florida woman charged with using a Christmas tree to attack her boyfriend. Extra, extra. Florida man accused of shoving girlfriend to the ground during a fight about impeachment. Extra, oh, extra. Looks keeping up to date on the news stories of the day. Florida man arrested for DUI after crashing his golf cart into a bar. I know what you're saying, Gordon. You've used the story before. No, this is a this is like the third week in a row we've had somebody. Dr- There's too many golf carts extra, in Florida. Extra, extra. Uh, Florida man arrested after punching Walmart customer for taking too long. They do not extra, say in the story. Extra. Though how long the guy took? Maybe, maybe, maybe the guy did take too long. Do we still? Oh, there we go. Uh, what happened there? We still have the headline. All right, uh, Florida man offered inmate four grand and a car if he would kill people and feed them to hogs. Extra, extra. Florida man finds loaded semi-automatic, uh, semi-automatic rifle in toy box as baby shower gift. Extra, extra. Florida man flies his plane so that the radar pattern looks like a penis. Extra, and then extra. Fly, finally, Florida man faces multiple charges after throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive-through window. Extra, extra. All right, so Wendy's. Uh, getting the alligator through the window trick. You don't see that very often unless you're in Florida. All right, that's going to do it for headlines. Coming up, we'll recap the show in case you're just waking up, in case you're just getting rolling. Those are not really the biggest headlines of the day. The biggest headline is the Yankees went out and signed Garrett Cole. So we'll get into all the specifics of that coming up. The poll question, lots to do. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A couple of people tweeted me that uh, Don LaGreca on the K-Show yesterday, this is not where I heard I saw somebody else had tweeted it, I don't remember who, but Don apparently also brought up the Irishman was better than Goodfellas, and I have, I, I've, uh, I've known Don for 25 years, and I'm legitimately concerned for his mental health. Because if he, I mean, some, I know he's got the kids, and, and when you have kids, especially at that young age, it impacts you, right? You're probably not sleeping as much, you're probably not uh, taking care of yourself as much as you need to. And I think that uh, we almost have to um, put out a some sort of report or something for Don because I'm war. I'm legitimately. If you think that the Irishman is better than Goodfellas, you are out of your mind. But that's a topic for another day. It is the Gordon Dammer Show. It's a big Wednesday edition. And in case you're just getting up, just getting rolling on this Wednesday morning, you're dealing with the snow. You're dealing with your car. You got to get your coffee. Well, maybe as you get your bearings, you already know, right? You've been listening to the show, or maybe you don't know. Maybe you just you just read it on Twitter, and maybe it feels like it can't be true. Well, let me tell you. Let me be the first to confirm for sure, 100%, it is true. It is happening. Garrett Cole is a New York Yankee. Brian, hit the music again! Yeah! Oh, it's a beautiful Wednesday! It's true! Let me be the first to welcome him. I already did it earlier in the show, but let me welcome him again because I'm just that happy about it. Come on down, Garrett Cole. Yankee pinstripes, Yankee history, tradition, retired numbers, the bleacher creatures. Come on, you'll get used to all these things. You're going to be here for the next nine years. Yes! You wanted him. I wanted him. Brian Cashman wanted him. More importantly... Hal Steinbrenner wanted him. Somewhere in the universe, George Steinbrenner wanted him. The insiders said the Yankees would do it. The outsiders said the Yankees would do it. Everyone said the Yankees would do it. And they have done it. The Yankees are once again the Yankees. They are the fully operational Death Star. The terms, nine years, 324. You knew it was going to be expensive. Don't complain now. You wanted it, you got it. They got it done. 
and it is a fantastic morning, especially when you consider all the other options we have for our sports viewing entertainment in this town. Let me be the first to say they all, Islanders aside, my Islanders, your Islanders, they all stink. They're all terrible. The Giants stink. They haven't won a game since September. Christmas is 10 days, not even nine days away now. The Jets stink. They got their players with the flu going out and bowling. The Knicks never win. Never. They lost again last night. They're now 4-205 and on the season. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I'll, I'll check. I'll call Elias, Brian, when the show's over. I think it's now 4-205. and And you have this one beacon, this one shining city on a hill. It is the New York Yankees who are in the playoffs every year, or over 500 every year. But, let's be honest, haven't won a World Series since 2009, and now have put themselves as the odds-on favorite. Not just in the American League. Not just in the American League East, no. In all of baseball. The Yankees had to go do it. They went and did it. We questioned whether or not they'd be willing to pay the price. They paid the price and then some. Because they have gotten the guy that they wanted to get. And sure, is there risk? Of course there's risk. We've said that. Everybody will make that point. And it's great for all the other people on the sidelines. Well, you know, you're going to regret it. I'm not going to regret it. Because it was the right move to make at the time. We've touched on the people the Yankees have lost out on in the past for starting pitchers. We've touched on who's going to be available down the road. This was the guy to go out and get. And all it cost you was money. And the Yankees, as we know have more than enough of that. This is not about some franchise and a fan base that's hoping down the road somebody else is going to come in here and save us in 2025. No, this is about the here and now and going out and making the move. And if you're questioning whether or not it's too much, right, I'm sure you're probably the person who was questioning back when they signed CC Sabathia. Well, that's a lot of money to sign for one guy. That deal worked out. Well, they went out and got Mike Mussina and paid a, a king's ransom at the time, whatever that was. I think it was like 85 or $88 million. It worked out. And this is the right move to make, and the Yankees went out and did it. So a wonderful day for Yankee fans. For non-Yankee fans, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here because Golick and Wingo are coming up at the top of the hour, and we're running out of time. It's probably not the idea, probably not the good way to go here if we're running out of time. Here is Omar in Brooklyn. Omar, my man, how you feeling today? You're happy. Knicks lost another one last night. I don't even know what the final score was. I'm happy for you guys. Yes. I just wanted to mention one point, not on a or not. Just, just wanted to mention that by paying. Three hundred twenty-four million dollars mm-hmm. to a pitcher. Cashman has basically told all of the baseball world that I was wrong. We needed a pitcher. I was wrong in analytics. We cannot win the championship without the biggest pitcher there is. So I yeah, was we desperate. Got him. I we was got the best pitcher in, 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 in New York. I was York. desperate. So basically, he has right. evaluated go that I was wrong year. for not going Beat for the, uh, the other pitchers, Copeland, this yep. and everything uh-huh. for last five years. All the analytics that I believe in right. were garbage. I no, they weren't garbage. Days. They were in the playoffs every year. While the Mets were choking it away down the stretch of seasons uh, and not making the playoffs, even with the win-now team, even with the rookie of the year or the Cy Young, they still finished in third place. Certainly didn't have the executive of the year. I know that's one award they did not win. Well, look, the Yankees, they went out and they got the guy that they needed to get during the baseball winter meeting. 
all the big teams lining up and who was going to be the team that came out the winner. Clearly it was the Yankees. The Mets, though, I think there's going to be breaking news later today that Brody Van Wagenen has finally bought some sweatpants. So you have things to look forward to, too. So we'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. Please vote on the poll question. Who is the biggest loser? Is it the Mets? Is it the Dodgers? Is it the Angels? Is it the Astros? We'll see you tomorrow at 5. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.